Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegley here with Don Callahan for our UNC football recruiting update. So, Don, today we are going to be going over our rankings of the 2019 wish list. And in the second half of the podcast, we have a special guest, a recruiter is going to be joining us and i'll let you introduce him later on but first don how was the weekend for you man it was pretty good uneventful i guess how about yours what's uh what's going on in the world of uh john siegley well not a whole lot kind of the same thing you know we had a, a really nice day in north carolina on sunday so i was able to get out and enjoy the weather and then monday was promptly cold and rainy so <laughs> welcome to the winter yeah, and then Tuesday is actually really, really nice. I just went out to take out my trash, as you know, and as I was walking out there, I was like, man, this is like taking a walk weather. Yeah, it's it's a really nice day. For those who are wondering, we are recording this in the afternoon on Tuesday, and yeah, it's it's been a really nice day. I mean, these are the days when you wish that there were some recruits on campus because then they could really see how nice the campus looks and uh, the student body and everything like that, so you know, days like this really make you enjoy being around Chapel Hill. Absolutely. But let's, um, I don't think anybody's paying us to be weathermen. So <laughs> so let's get to uh, what people came here to listen for is, is actually, we're going to start off with our, our rankings, right? Yeah. On the last podcast, we asked people to send in their listing of who were the five kids on the wish list for the 2019 recruiting class. And I heard that we actually had a bunch of submissions for this one, Don. Yeah, I mean, our previous our previous high was five, and I think we did that twice. We we had we had five submissions twice. This time we shattered that, and we more than doubled it with twelve. So um, I really appreciate everybody sending the uh, submissions to us. I'm enjoying this. I, I believe John is. I hope everybody else is. I'm assuming everybody else is. And I think really, well, there's two things that I think kind of contributed to that. One was the fact that it was our signing day podcast that we asked that question. And, and I'm assuming, and John, you would know better than me, I'm assuming that one got a, a whole lot of listens. So there's a bigger pool to pull from. And the other thing too, is a lot of people were tweeting at me with their, with their rankings, which is great. And I think what it did was other people who follow me on Twitter saw that people were submitting their wish list and submitted theirs also, which was kind of cool. So it was a little bit of a, I guess, a trickle down sort of effect. But uh, I mean, what do you think about the uh, the submissions? Yeah, it's great to hear that we have double digits for the first time. And, you know, we had five, as you mentioned, twice, but the caveat was one of those five was Buck. So we were cheating a little <laughs> bit there. But keep some them coming, might say, you guys. Some might say Buck counts as two or three people. That's true. Yeah. But for our purposes... Buck Sanders was only one of the five. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we really appreciate everyone. So keep keep those coming. And, you know, without further ado, let's just jump right into it, Don. So who were the 12 people that sent us their top five wish list for the 2019 class? Okay. So um, just a quick disclaimer. A couple people sent me six or seven. So I just chopped it down to five just for uh, just kind of keep things simple and, and quick. So here we go. Colin from Whiteville. His top five wish lists are Savion Jackson, Owen Papo, number three, Sam Howell, number four, Choffrey Brown, and number five, CJ Clark. Then we have Paul from Morganton, 
was number one, Sam Howe, number two, Kavaris Crouch, number three, Tyus Fields, number four, Jalen Scott, and number five, Choffrey Brown. Then we have Robbie from Malden, number one, Devin Ford, number two, Choffrey Brown, number three, Tyus Fields, number four, Trayvon Freshwater, number five, Jaden McKenzie. And then we have Joby from Winston-Salem, number one, Kavars Crouch, number two, Drake Thomas, number three, Sam Howe. He just went number four, he just went a defensive tackle, number five, defensive end. I guess he, he's not too picky at those two positions. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. All right, and then we have Connor from Doral, Florida, which um, I think now breaks our record for the furthest submission. I think that would be the furthest south because we had one. Oh yeah, from... that's right. We had one from Connecticut. Yeah. So now we've got both both ends of the of the East Coast, though. We are covering the East Coast for sure. So we have uh, so Connor has number one Sam Howe, number two Kavars Crouch, number three Trayvon Kenyon, number four. Lewis Sign, number five, Savion Jackson. And then we have Patrick from Asheville, number one, Darnell Wright, number two, Kavars Crouch, number three, Sam Howe, or Max Dugan, which I guess he just wants a quarterback, a good quarterback. Uh, number four, Tyler Davis, and number five, Lewis uh, Sign. And then we have, oh, our longtime John from South Carolina, who has been he keeps his streak alive. So he actually broke it up into offense and defense. So his offensive players, Kavars Crouch, Sam Howe, Joffrey Brown, his defensive players, Tyus Field, uh, Trayvon Freshwater, and CJ Clark. And then we have John. Oh, this is gonna this broke the record for sure. Okay. And this proves that we are nationwide. You ready for this, John? All right, let's hear it. John from Long Beach, California. Nice. West Coast. That's right. That's right. We're representing. Now, he just, he actually just gave, um, you know, what type of players. He didn't give names. So he wants a, first he wants an elite middle linebacker. Then he wants a potential lockdown corner. Then a true center. Number four, he wants a space-eating defensive tackle. Number five, a physical pass-rushing outside linebacker. Normally, I would have discarded his ranking because he didn't give us any names. But I just felt like we had to um, make sure that California was represented in our listener base. Absolutely. All right. So we have Cedric from Atlanta. Number one, Sam Howe. Number two, Kavars Crouch. Number three, CJ Clark. Number four, Savion Jackson. And number five, he just wants a big-time offensive lineman that can play either guard or tackle. So, for, so a swing offensive lineman. We have Garrett from Wilmington, and he goes with Kavaris Crouch, number one, number two, Savion Jackson, number three, Choffrey Brown, number four, Travion Freshwater, and number five, Sam Howe. And then John from Alexandria, Virginia. A lot of Johns. What is up with that? It's a common um, name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like they're all related to him, and they're just submitting because of that. Yeah, they're all um, just my burnouts. That's what it that's is. That's right. <laughs> number one, Savion Jackson. Number two, Travion Freshwater. Number three, CJ Clark. Number four, Tyus Fields. And number five, Drake Thomas. And last but not least, Dale from Waxhall, who actually, uh, I think he's submitted maybe not every week, but almost every week. So his uh, number one is Savion Jackson. Number two, Devin Ford. Number three, CJ Clark. 
Number four, Choffrey Brown. And number five, Travion Kenyon. So, John, I know it was kind of a blur, and I'm sure it's a blur for a lot of people who are listening. Just a bunch of mixture names. Normally, I, I like to kind of give some sort of, you know, where they're from, the position and everything, but I felt like that was going to take way too long. But based off of what the names that you were, being, you were hearing and all that, what were your kind of takeaways from that? So a lot of the names that people said were on my list, and uh, I did actually a top five, then I had three honorable mentions as well, Don. And I think you saw a lot of names on there that you can expect from, from 2019, like Caveras Crouch, Sam Howell, Savion Jackson, and then Coffrey Brown. And yeah, I think that that shows that a lot of people – want the coaching staff to land some of the top guys from North Carolina. And I didn't really hear too many names that were outside of the state of North Carolina, really outside of the Southeast, even if they were not from the Tar Heel state. So I think that, you know, that just shows that Carolina fans really want the coaching staff to focus on this state and really start getting a lot of the top 10 guys. No, I absolutely agree. Um, and and I agree with, with the thinking, and I think that's the main reason. But I also kind of wondered if maybe, you know, I, I feel like early on, particularly with fans, they know a lot more about the in-state guys and the out-of-state guys. And I wonder if that had anything to do with it, just because, you know, you're obviously more familiar with them. Um, but, I, but I agree. I mean, I think everybody wants North Carolina to lock down the state um, and, and keep the top players in-state, especially when you have, you know, almost every year North Carolina has national, national guys like Quavaris Crouch, who uh, on a, it's another site, but Rivals just released or just updated their 2019 class and ranked him number one, which is a huge, huge um, accomplishment for him. You know, and obviously, you know, North Carolina saw uh, you know some national guys leave the state, which is not what uh, Coach Fedora wants wants to happen. So I guess we need to go ahead and and give our our top five. How do you want to do this? So what I can do is, like I mentioned, I have a five and then plus three. I can just give my three on yeah, well, my three. Yeah, yeah just give your three. And then after that, Don, we can do what we did last time where I kind of liked, the, you know, that I gave my five and you gave your five at the same time. And then we kind of discussed them. So okay. why don't we, we do that again? All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. So my three honorable mention, guys, the first honorable mention was Coffrey Brown. Second one was Savion Jackson. And the third one was Sam Howell. And just real quick, the reason why I have those three guys as my honorable mentions and not in the top five, number one with Coffrey Brown, I feel that he is kind of almost locked up to UNC at this point. I would be not shocked, but I would be very surprised if he did not select UNC. So his is not a recruitment that I'm worried about too much. So his not being the top five is not really reflective of him as a player. It's just where I view his recruitment. Savion Jackson he was a close one, but he got edged out by an, another defensive end that I'll get to once we start talking about my list. And then Sam Howell. Howell is one that I would love for the Tar Heels to land, but I think after having two quarterbacks come in during the, the 2018 class, I personally do not put a whole lot of stock into needing a quarterback in this class. I think that the staff can really focus on either getting an elite guy, which Howell, he's trending that way. He's not completely there yet in my estimation, um, but I think that they can really focus on trying to land that one guy that's really going to fit the system. Okay. All right. So you want me to give you my five or do you want to go along with your five? So go ahead and, and let's hear your five, Don, and then I'll give my five and we'll discuss them. All right. My number five is a name that um, has not appeared or hasn't been mentioned yet. Anthony Harris, a safety from Havelock, North Carolina. 
All right, and then my number five on the wish list was Caden Wallace, an offensive lineman. I believe he's listed at guard right now out of New Jersey. All right, so you want me to speak first? Yeah, go ahead. Why Why did you have um, a, a safety there at, at the five spot? Well, I, I mean, I think you know North Carolina is going to want to add a safety in this class in addition to Coleman Reich, who's been committed since uh, the summertime. But I think he's, I think he has a lot of potential. I mean, he's... He, his, his head coach said that he's one of the better players to come out of um, Havelock, which is saying a lot. If you look at Farrell Cooper, who went on to play at South Carolina, North Carolina never offered him, um, went on to play at South Carolina, and then is now in the, the NFL. And, and I think he just made the, the Pro I know he made the Pro Bowl, and I think it was the first time making the Pro Bowl. Actually, you know, check that. I think North Carolina did offer, North Carolina did offer him towards the end, but at that point it wasn't it was inconsequential, but you know, and, and they have a bunch of other guys who have been really good who went on to um, play um, college ball. North Carolina just signed a guy from Havelock, Avery Jones last class. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's a, a great athlete. He has a little bit of a swagger to him. He's used on both sides of the field, which is something that's, that's uncommon in Havelock because they have such a big program with a lot of numbers. And, and that just kind of speaks to his athleticism. I think he has a ton of potential, and once he's able to focus on one position, which I believe will be safety, I think the sky's the limit. So I'll let you you take it away. All right. So just real quick, though, to touch base on 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 your selection, maybe you have him later on. But when I was looking at the safeties, I thought I, I did consider Harris, but there's also J.R. Walker, who is ranked a little bit higher right now. So I'd be interested to see if his name comes up later on. But my number five, I, I went with Caden Wallace because I agree with several of our submissions that I think the the Heels need to land an offensive lineman. And with their recent coaching addition, I think that the that the staff they, they've always re- recruited well out of New Jersey, or at least you know they they've they've been able to get into the finals, uh, into the, the the final selections for several guys. And Caden Wallace, I mean, he's a four star lineman. He's got the size. I watched a little bit of his film just very briefly, and I think he's got decent mobility as well. So he is one that I think if the if the staff is going to really prioritize an offensive lineman, I think they might have a shot at him, and he's definitely someone that I think could contribute. All right. So you want to give your number four? Yeah. So at my number four spot, I had C.J. Clark, the defensive tackle out, out of North Carolina. And you know I think he's a very important player, but let's hear your no- number four, Don. We're going to have to give another disclaimer that we do not go over our rankings beforehand. I have no idea what John is. And even though Buck has inferred that we have looked at his list, has never happened. My number four is also CJ Clark. <laughs> nice. Defensive uh, tackle from North Stanley High School in North Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean, we can just kind of talk about him to, together then real quick. I mean, he's already a four-star kid. He's got great size, 6'2", 305. Um, I did watch a little bit of his film as well, but just from his junior stuff, there's not a whole lot out there, but you know, CJ looks like he could really fit the bill at, at a nose tackle. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, actually had a hard time as far as defensive tackles. I feel like North Carolina definitely needs some impact defensive tackles. And I felt like there was, a, there was actually three that UNC had a really good shot at who, um, or actually all three of them are in-state guys that, um, you know, UNC would be really, really happy with landing. CJ Clark obviously was the one I went with uh, just because I feel like North Carolina has a slightly better chance um, with him than with some of the other guys. He's a guy that, that has a really high ceiling and is just continuing to blow up and get new offers. The other two I considered 
where uh, Jaden McKenzie and Josh Harris. I don't feel as I feel like Josh Harris will, is going to end up at state, but um, McKenzie could also end up in North Carolina. And I thought about doing like a you know uh, CJ Clark slash Jaden McKenzie. Um, but you know, if, if North Carolina lands either of the two, they're going to be really, really happy with, um, with how things are looking at defensive tackle. And then go ahead and give us your number three guy, Don. All right. So uh, I was actually surprised that a lot more people didn't go with Kovars Crouch. I too did not go with Kovars Crouch and I'll get into, you know, all of that, but I, th- I do think North Carolina wants to, and needs to land at least one running back in this class. I went with Devin Ford which is a little bit of a pipe dream, um, but North Carolina isn't his top five. I'll let you go with your your uh, number three before I uh, go any further. All right, so my number three was Travion Freshwater, linebacker out of North Carolina. But yeah, let's hear your thoughts on why you did not have Crouch. Well, the thing with Crouch, I mean, I, I think he'd be a great player in North Carolina. North Carolina would absolutely love him. He's very, 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 very high in North Carolina's wish list. Um, and North Carolina has already taken advantage of running backs with a similar style, you know, a la um, Elijah Hood. Um, but I feel like the running backs that excel best in North Carolina system are all-purpose backs. And that's what Devin Ford is. And if you haven't watched Devin Ford's film, put it on. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's just it just feel like all the kid does is score touchdowns. It doesn't matter where the, the ball's at. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember – Midway through the season, he had some crazy average per rush, and I just feel like he's a he's a kid who can catch the ball. Um, he's elusive. He can run between the tackles. He's not a power guy. Now, if we were talking about a wish list for say Alabama or Georgia Tech or Georgia, then uh, or Ohio State, you know, um, I would I would say you know Kavars Crouch kind of fits the you know those systems better the other thing about crouch and i'm not trying to i mean he's an unbelievable player i i believe he is one of the best players in the nation if not the best player in the nation i'm not sure if he's a running back in college and he might be a linebacker he might be a defensive end so that's the only reason why it was it was just kind of i felt like north carolina needed a running back and i just felt like devin ford kind of fits the mold of what 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 works best in north carolina system but again not trying to slate kvars crouch he's an unbelievable player if he goes to North Carolina, North Carolina is going to find a way to use him, just like they found a way to use Elijah Hood, who played a lot and had a really good career at North Carolina. So I'll swing it over to you to give us your uh, explanation on on uh, Freshwater. All right, so I went with Travion Freshwater because I think you haven't done your North Carolina rankings yet, Don. Those will come out later on. But you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Travion is probably going to be a top 10 kid in, in North Carolina or top 15 and most likely the number one linebacker overall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, I mean, I haven't done my list, so I don't know. I mean, I know that um, Drake Thomas is definitely in that conversation. It's all going to depend on, on uh, a lot of different factors involved, but yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation. Gotcha. And, you know, when I was looking at, at Travion Freshwater, I mean, I think that Carolina still needs to increase their talent level at the linebacker spot. And to have another four-star linebacker, he's 6'3", 215, you know, that's about the outside linebacker build right there. When you have that, that type of guy in your backyard, in your home state, you know, in my opinion, the, the Tar Heel staff just has to start landing these guys. And if they were going to get someone to bolster the linebacker position, I would love for it to be freshwater. 
All right. So why don't you give us your number two? All right. So my number two, and I'm getting into the rarefied air here, and th- this is a wish list. So, you know, Uh-oh. if I'm just completely, you know, you're not going to for sunshine and unicorns. Huh? You're not going to ask for Bo Jackson, are you? <laughs> no, I wish. Um, my number two was Zach Pickens. He is a okay. five-star defensive end out of South Carolina. So a lot of people, as I mentioned earlier, had Savion Jackson on their list. And I think Savion Jackson is going to be a really good player, and he's going to be he- very heavily recruited. But Zach Pickens is a five-star kid, and, man, he's got some measurables. Um, go ahead and give us your number two, Don, and then we can get into it. All right, so I, I'm just I'm going, I guess, counter to what you're going with. And I'm going with Savion Jackson, defensive end from Clayton, North Carolina. All right. So when when I was thinking about this and, you know, I, I really got into the spirit of, hey, if this is a wish list. Let's just go all out. Um, Carolina has not had a five-star recruit since Elijah Hood, I, 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 I think. I think he was the last five-star guy, and that was only on some, on some services. But from what I've seen, Zach Pickens is a five-star guy, and he's probably going to retain that that ranking. Now, he's out of South Carolina, and that's obviously going to be a very, very difficult pull for the Heels. I don't even know what his interest level is at Carolina right now. He may be just be kind of looking at the Heels, and he's probably, you know, th- that offer is probably just one of dozens that he has. But if you're looking for a true defensive guy that's going to disrupt the, the pass but also have the size to go against the run. I think that Zach Pickens can be that player. All right. Before I get to uh, Savion Jackson, just to kind of answer your question, I do believe that Elijah Hood was a, a five-star on one of the services. I can't remember which one. But um, according to 24-7, their um, composite, the last time North Carolina signed a five-star, it was Dante Moss, who was Dante Moss at the time, but then eventually changed to Dante Page Moss. So that so was, he was last night. class of and that 2000. was 2000, 2009. Oh, I was going to go eight. Okay, I was off by a year. <laughs> yeah, so that was, but that was still a long time ago. So I definitely get what you're throwing there. Savion Jackson, I feel like he's uh, an elite edge rusher that you know North Carolina really hasn't had recently. Remember, there was a, for a long time it was kind of a running joke on on Inside Carolina's message board about. Uh, you know, an ER, you know, um, that kind of died out quickly. I think after North Carolina landed a couple of them, like uh, Quentin Copels and everything. But, I mean, he's a guy that's kind of in that mold, uh, you know, landing him. I mean, he's, he's going to be a national recruit. Also, um, although I, I heard recently that NC State is not the favorite and, and isn't as big of a threat as people think, I still kind mm-hmm. of, you know, Clayton is just such a strong NC State presence there that, you got to always worry about them. Plus, one of his good friends signed with NC State uh, last class, so that's going to help them. So, obviously, if North Carolina is able to s- steal him away, they're t- not only are they gaining a great elite pass rusher, but they're taking away an elite recruit from one of their biggest rivals. So, um, that's that's mainly why I went with him. So, am I giving am I giving my number one first? Yeah. So let's do the number one, and we will do right. our now legendary drum rolls. My number one is Sam Howe, so which is kind of really counter to what you did because you did the honorable mention, but I'll let you give your number one. All right, so my number one was Quavaris Crouch, to probably no great surprise. But, um, you know, I and I think I'll just go ahead because I think the reasons for Crouch at, at number one, 
they should be apparent for you know a lot of people. And like you said, Don, I mean, even though I do agree with you that Crouch, he is more of that power runner that you know, the Lady Federal offense maybe doesn't prioritize him as much as others. To me, Crouch being the five-star just athlete that he is, if you're talking about making a splash in recruiting and saying, all right, this is our program, you know, this is Carolina football. If you can land Crouch, not only are you getting an excellent college prospect, but you are really getting that national media buzz. And he's another five-star kid. Landing him is going to be very difficult just because of the amount and the quality of programs that are going to be after him. But I think that if you can get his signature, it just sets a tone that, hey, maybe this recruiting is really turning around and we're about to hit a next level. All right. So I went with Sam Howe because he's an in-state quarterback. He's, you know, I guess it's safe to say right now he's he's going to be the top in-state quarterback. And he's also, he's he's becoming a, an elite national quarterback, uh, which which is huge. And when you have a guy like that in your state who has the opportunity to be uh, the, the face of your your team, you, you got to land him. And I feel like his his tool set fits North Carolina's offense so well because he has he has the arm, he has the arm strength, he has the accuracy, he has the um, the it factor, you know, the presence when he's on the field. He also is you know quite a runner, and he's not a guy who you need to worry about so much getting hurt because he's a thick kid. He's built like a running back. Almost kind of think about as far as his build is concerned. Think about like a Russell Wilson, you know, built like a running back. And the other thing is, is the kid is tough as nails. There's tons of stories about how I, I think it was his, I want to say it was his ankle. He, he did something to his ankle in a playoff game and played throughout, even though he was urged to, to sit on the sideline. Um, there's this other um, story about um, how his left hand is not throwing hand. It, hit something during a play and his, his, his hand just literally just opened up, was bleeding constantly. Um, and the next day he actually needed 12 stitches. Well, he never missed a play. They just wrapped it up and just threw him out there, which probably caused him to, to require a couple of extra stitches. So, I mean, I love everything about him. He grew up a big UNC fan. And, you know, to be honest, I think if North Carolina were offer, offered him, you know, um, a tad bit earlier, maybe like six months earlier, he probably would have committed at that point because, you know, early on, North Carolina was the only school that uh, he was visiting. I'm talking about as his freshman year. North Carolina obviously wasn't going to offer him that that early, and they might be in a kind of a crazy predicament by this point because, I mean, he's blowing up. I think Alabama offered him last week. I think he has Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. I mean, you name it, they've offered him. So I think that uh, um, he he's a guy that North Carolina needs to prioritize, and I know that they are for this class. So um, next week, uh, you want to give our, our next ranking? Yeah, so we thought about this for a little while because, you know, we've hit 2019. The 2018 class is now signed. So we thought that it would be fun to do a little bit of a history lesson, so to say. So what we want people to send us is look back over all the recruits that Coach Larry Fedora has signed and give us your top five of those recruits who have had the best careers at Carolina. So, you know, whoever that may be, who do you think has had the best career out of all the kids that Coach Fedora has signed during his tenure as the UNC head coach? And to submit your rankings, tweet me at 
Don Callahan, I C all one word, no underscores, no, nothing like that at Don Callahan, I C or you want them to tweet you also. They can message me on the boards. I am John Siegley on the board. So definitely get up with me that way. And you can message me on the board also. I think it's good if we do the um, Twitter as much if you can. I mean, if you don't have Twitter, then so be it. But if you do the Twitter, I, th- I feel like that just kind of invites others to, uh, to also join in on the fun. And I mean, I really want to surpass 12 now. I mean, I'm feeling really emboldened now that we've smashed the record last week. Yep, we're riding high, guys, so don't let us down. Definitely get in those submissions, and we will go ahead and take our commercial break in this podcast, and we actually are going to have a second half of this one. I know it's been a long pod, but we have a very special guest coming up in the second half, so stay tuned for that, and Don and I will return after this. And Don, this is actually going to be a first for the Inside Carolina podcast because I'm now going to attempt to do a live read for one of our commercial sponsors. You ready for this? I am ready. All right. So, Don, I don't know about you, but when it comes to shaving, I am one of these guys where I use the same razor way past the point where I'm probably supposed to. Um, And that's probably because I'm just such a penny pincher. But you know what can cure the need to be fretting about, you know, when you should switch out your razor blades or not? What is that? All right, that would be harrys.com. So harrys.com has been providing quality razors for several years now. It's a company that two guys started out where they looked around the, you know, shaving landscape and thought, hey, we can do this better and for cheaper. Harry's owns their own factory where they produce blades at half the cost of most guys. And I've been using Harry's razors for um, about several months now, actually. They were kind enough to send us a starter kit, and it has been great for me. And right now, Harry's is going to also extend an offer to all the listeners of the Inside Carolina podcast where you can sign up for a free trial set. So that would be a razor with a weighted ergonomic razor handle, which is actually really nice. I have to say the the handle itself on these razors is pretty nice. I really enjoy it. But you get that. You get the blade head, which has five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade on the back. The rich lathering shave gel, which has also been excellent. I love using that. And a trial blade cover. So you get all that for free just by going to harrys.com backslash inside Carolina. The only, thing, the only thing that you'll have to pay for is shipping. This is completely expectation free. So if you like it, you can sign up for Harry's. If you don't, then you don't know anything at all. So again, you can go on harrys.com backslash inside Carolina for your free trial offer. It's a $13 value that you get for free. So for the listeners of the podcast, again, go over to harrys.com slash Inside Carolina and get your free trial. Welcome back to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegel here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. And Don, as we mentioned in the first half of the pod, we are now joined by a special guest. And I'll let you do the introductions to this one, buddy. Yeah, this is actually one of my good friends. Um, we, we constantly bump into each other on the road, so much so that we actually coordinate our, our travel schedules and our plans and everything like that because we end up at the same, same places year in, year out. So uh, I am um, really happy to, to have uh, Jason Pugh from Exos on the show. On the show. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us. 
Thanks for having me, Don. So Jason's actually, he scouts the Carolinas. And, you know, I, I consider him the foremost expert on prospects in North Carolina and South Carolina, but mostly North Carolina, because that's, that's what North Carolina recruits the most, obviously. Um, and he not, not, only rec- not only scouts recruits on the FBS level, but recruits on other levels. So, I mean, he's, he's very diverse with that sort of stuff. And the thing that, and this is going to sound a little bit like an infomercial, so, so pardon me for a second here. But um, the thing I love most about what Jason does is that he does not charge the recruits, their parents, or their high school coaches. He receives all of his money from the colleges, and they su- subscribe to him. So if he doesn't obviously do a good enough job for them, they're not going to subscribe to him. But he doesn't really have that much of a problem. But, you know, I get asked all the time from parents, high school coaches, you know, my guy is not getting the exposure that I feel like he deserves. The first thing that always comes out of my mouth, and I mean this, I'm putting it on the record now, is I say, hey, you need to get in touch with Jason Pugh because Jason has the best contacts that, that I know of. Um, you can go to other services and pay, but I promise you, Jason will do just as good of a job, if not 10 times better. And I mean that. So uh, I'll just go. We'll just start off with a couple questions for Jason. North Carolina right now has one in-state commit for the 2019 class, Coleman Reich. Jason, what have you seen of him on film? You know, I've, I've watched him. He's, he's actually, uh, you know, been playing at the varsity level for Ledford for, for a few years. Um, and if I recall correctly, I think I think he even played some varsity as a freshman for them. You know, a good athlete, I, you know, I think he's one of those kids that, that based on, you know, his, his combine times or his 40 time and, and, and speed and athleticism that, you know, he could play probably, you know, a couple of positions. He could be a receiver, be a DB. I think he's a good athlete. I personally think, you know, he's, he could be a better DB at the next level. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him play on the offensive side of the ball as well. Well, after that introduction, Don, I'm a little bit intimidated to, you know, <laughs> dive into the depth of Jason's knowledge now, here. Let me just be clear. I would never say this stuff to Jason to his face. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, you know, Jason, let me just start off with, with something general. I mean, you mentioned Coleman Reich there, but um, who do you think might be some of the top college prospects in North Carolina for the 2019 class? And you can just give us, you know, however many uh, names you want to, man. Well, you know, obviously you've got Crouch, who's, who's, I think, head and shoulders above everybody. You know, after, after him, it's it's a lot of solid guys that, that I could see a number of, of guys being, you know, two, three, four, five. Crouch is, is the top tier, number one, and I think there's, there's you know, no discussion with that. Um, some guys that I like that I think, you know, are still really under the radar, I think Alex Angus at Page is a kid that I could see blowing up this spring. You know, Terrell Dawkins is just starting to. got a Florida offer yesterday, a uh, Tennessee offer today. Um, I think he's a kid that, that could make a run for being a top five prospect. You've you've got, also got some some other guys like CJ Clark. I'm, I'm really high on on him as well. You got Joshua Harris at person. So you know guys like that. Sam Howell obviously is, is the best best uh, quarterback in in the state. Uh, he's he's got offers from from pretty much everybody. You know so you've got those guys that that I think are, are your other top tier prospects. Jaden McKenzie at, at Wake Forest. I thought he was really impressive this year and. You know, you look at his offer list, and, and it's a lot of regional stuff, but, you know, I think he could, could potentially be a, a national type of guy. All right, Jason. Every class seems to have its own personality as far as, you know, they're strong at one position, but maybe weaker at another. 
with this class in North Carolina, what, what position is the strength? Well, it's definitely the defensive line. I actually had an SEC school uh, call me today, and, and that was one of the things that they pointed out. They said, you know, and North Carolina is really strong on the defensive line this year. And it's typically when you look at that in North Carolina and even in South Carolina, your guys at the next level and your guys are going to the pros, it's just for some reason in the Carolinas, it's just breed uh, defensive line prospects that just end up being freaks at the next level. So um, not too surprising, but, it, you know, I, I, you look at, a couple of years ago, when you look at, you had that one class, I think it was what, uh, Shy Tuttle. Um, Jalen Dalton. He was, yeah, Jalen Dalton. Um, and in South Carolina, I think you had, you know, Michael Barnett. Uh, and those three were like the top three guys. Then they were defensive line prospects. The top three guys, in, in my opinion, in North and South Carolina, if you were to put those two states together. So, you know, and then last year you got KJ Henry. I mean, there always seems to be just, just freak DMs or, or, great defensive tackles like Dexter Lawrence. I mean, it's just that if I'm a, a college and I'm looking to recruit from the Carolinas, I'm, I'm going after D-linemen all day. And you mentioned a couple of those D-linemen guys, Jason, with C.J. Clark, and then I, I think you, you brought up his name, uh, Savion Jackson. How much interest do you think those two guys are getting, not only from the in-state schools, but just from schools around the, the country? Well, I think they're getting a lot. I think Savion got a lot of interest early. Um, you know, him being on two four seven, you know, as an as an early uh, highly rated kid. I think he was like top top fifty, top thirty in the nation when they put out that the early class rankings for for, for him when he was I think a sophomore. You know, and C.J. Clark's a guy that, that when you look at his offer list, he's getting some big offers. I think in the spring, I mean, he's going to get even more national offers. I and mean, I brought up earlier. Uh, Terrell Dawkins, I mean, with Florida and Tennessee, I mean, he's another kid that, that I think is going to be having national type of offers. So, I mean, just those three kids alone, you know, and then Jaden McKenzie over at Wake Forest, and that's four defensive linemen that I think could potentially be national guys. Yeah, you you kind of stole the, sh- the shine off of my um, off my next question because uh, you covered a little bit on your pre- one of your previous answers. But who are some of the uh, the sleeper guys, guys that you're, because you've always been really good at point, picking out guys who – are going to blow up eventually. Um, what are some of those guys who maybe during the summer camp or maybe even during the football season are going to, um, that you feel like are going to kind of blow up and, and, and really kind of burst onto the scene? Well, I think, you know, Alex Angus at Page is a kid. I think, um, you know, it's, it's tough for me to say, and I'm, you know, not part of, you know, I, I'm obviously part of the uh, Dawkins fan club, but not trying to blow up too much with the Florida and Tennessee offer. It's tough to kind of say under the radar, but, in a sense, he is. I mean, he's a kid that I think uh, is, is under the radar in terms of I think he should have more national-type offers than that. A kid named Roman Johnson at uh, Southern Guilford, I'm a huge fan of. I think he's a guy that, you know, if grades check out, he's a guy that, that I could see being, you know, a, another highly recruited kid. From there, you know, you've got guys. I, I think, you know, Kenyon, unfortunately, Trayvon Kenyon got hurt this year, only played about a game and a half. I think he would have been a guy uh, that was even more so recruited. So, in a sense, he's under the radar because he's got that injury, and he's a guy that, that if he shows up this summer or shows up senior season, you know, he could be uh, a kid that, that in Alabama, you know, one of those top-tier programs could, could come in and, and, and basically offer him once they see him and he's healthy. One other kid I really like, too, is, uh, is Jeremy Lewis at South Central. Um, I, think, I think he's a good prospect as well. So I've got a two-part question for you, Jason. The first part was you mentioned 
Kovarius Crouch as being, you know, head and shoulders, the number one prospect in this class. So I wanted to get your thoughts of why you have him as, you know, so far ahead of everyone else for this recruiting cycle. And then the second part of the question is how involved or how good do you think Carolina's odds would be to maybe not even land him, but to at least be among his finalists? You know, the first part of your question, I mean, the kid's 6'1", 220. Uh, you know, he he can run. He's strong as an ox. Basically, you know, Providence High School, for example, Brad Bull is a good buddy of mine, the coach. And, I mean, he's told me repeatedly. Uh, and he, he's coached against some good guys when he was coaching down in South Carolina at Goose Creek. And, and he's, he's told me ever since the kid was a freshman that, that he was going to be – he's the best player he's ever seen. And – you know, he, he coached guys like Javon Kinlaw and, and, and some guys who have been good good players at the next level. But Crouch is a kid. He's been, been productive and, and doing what he's doing essentially since his freshman year. Um, obviously, he, he had a great year this year. And, uh, but his freshman year, he was producing at the varsity level, level, you know, in Charlotte, which is, you know, powerhouse football. The other thing that's intriguing about him is he could play linebacker. I think he could be a BCS linebacker as well. But he's just a total package. He's in the mold of Zamir White where you just got a running back that can do it all. He can catch out of the backfield. He can block. He can run hard. He can, you know, and then the thing with Krause, like I said, he can play play defense. And seeing seeing Harding this year, you know, go from, from where they were to, to being the state champion, uh, I think that's a, you know, he was a huge part of that. And obviously he's a good leader that everybody respects. Somebody just, you know, he's just the total package. Yeah, just to kind of piggyback off of that, I'm going to put you on the spot. Position-wise, as you mentioned, I mean, he, he shines at running back in high school, but he has played some defense where he's had some some success at just a limited amount of snaps on, on the defensive side of the ball. If you were a college coach, what position would you recruit him for? What, what do you feel like is, is his best position? Well, I think it really just depends on the, the scheme fit and, you know, what team. I mean, if he's, if he's playing an SEC, playing for an Alabama, playing – you know, for, for Georgia where it's just power football running, I mean, I, I want to not run him back. You know, I think he could definitely play in any system, but, you know, it, it just it really depends on, on the team fit. And, you know, if I'm playing big boy football and, and want my my uh, franchise running back, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's hard to not put him at running back. So I, I guess to answer your question, it would be just depending on, on you know, what my offense is running and, and things like that, but I, I would personally recruit him as a running back. Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook, though, Jason, because you answered the second part of my question, which was how involved do you think Carolina will be for Crouchman? Do you see them as being oh. you know, in it to the end for him? Well, you know, I think, you know, Gunnar Brewer does a good job in Charlotte. All the high school coaches love him, uh, recruits that, that hard. You know, I think Griner's got a great relationship with Brewer. You know, the wild card in that is, is if Griner gets that Hickory Ridge job, you know, what happens to Crouch? Does he stay at Harding? Does he go to Hickory Ridge? Does he go to Mauer Creek, go to Vance, go to, go to Huff? You know, I think, I think if the situation stays like it is with, with Griner being his high school coach, I think North Carolina will be in it. You know, but I, I think right now you look at NC State, his brother Malik Dunlap's there, and then you've got Gwen, who's his good buddy at South Carolina, you know, th- those two schools are going to be in it till the end, and, you know, Carolina's going to have to compete with that. But I think because of the relationship that, that Brewer has with those high school coaches in Charlotte and with Griner, I think, I think they're going to be there. And then asking about one other running back who's listed also at, at wide receiver, 
But Coffrey Brown, he's obviously the, the brother of a recruit that Carolina was able to sign for the 2018 class. Talk to us about how you see him being at the next level. Do you think he will play running back, or do you see him as a wide receiver? I see him as a wide receiver just because of his, his skill set and speed. Um, you know, he's a track guy. Uh, I think he can stretch the field. I think you can you can do more with him uh, maybe as a slot or, or playing as a receiver than, than being like an every down back or, or even, you know, having him go between tackles. I mean, if you're going to put him at running back, you know, I, I think he's the type of guy that, you know, you use like a like a, uh, a Reggie Bush or, you know, give him end arounds or, or screen passes, or, you know, things like that. But, he, you know, with his speed, he's the type of guy that's going to stretch the field. All right, Jason, last question. This one should be pretty easy. If someone needs to get in contact with you because they have a recruit that they feel like is uh, is underappreciated, not being recruited as hard as they believe, what's the best way to get in contact with you to keep up with your stuff and, and all of that? I'd say the best way is to uh, either shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is jpughe at xosdigital.com. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter. Uh, trying to think what my my handle is off the top of my head. I just changed it. It should be Jason J A S O N and then Q P U G H E and then X O S. I don't think there's any spaces. Um, but but that's that's probably the, the two best ways of of uh, getting a hold of me. I, I would say call me. But um, I've had kids and and sometimes parents call me at like one in the morning before. So I'd, I'd rather go the other route. We can. <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate you doing this, Jason. And, and I just want to point out that Jason is is kind of in a uh, very uh, compromising position. He's he's on a road trip with his family, family of five. So um, you know, all of us need to say a prayer for for Jason as he's driving down to Florida. I sure am. Yeah, well, I, I bought a, a DVD at Target before uh, before we did this. So luckily, it's a, a new movie that's occupying him, and I'm sure all hell will break loose later. <laughs> nice. All right, well, hey, I, I really do appreciate you, you coming on, Jason. Yeah, thanks a yeah, lot, thank man. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.